Welcome to the Socialette Podcast, where we empower you with the marketing know-how you need to create the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a marketing nerd, Shiraz lover, and passport stamp collector. Join me as I dive into all things small business marketing and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free lessons every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let's get learning. Welcome to the Social Ed Podcast. This is episode 42. And this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Claire Wood, who is a Brisbane-based business coach who pushes women to dream big and helps them achieve those dreams. In this episode, we chat about all things mindset in business and in marketing your business, building a personal brand, and some practical tips for success in business. Claire shares so much gold in this episode, so make sure you've got a pen and paper handy And she's also got a free business plan template over on her website, clairewood.com.au, which I've linked to in the show notes. So make sure you pop over there and download it. All right, let's get into this episode. Hi, Claire. Thanks very much for coming on the Socialite podcast. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So before we get stuck into the interview, um, a lot of my listeners probably aren't familiar with who you are and what you do. So I'd love it if you could please tell us um, what do you do and what does a day in the life of Claire Wood look like? Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a great question because it's actually um, a day in my life is pretty crazy. So you're going to have to strap yourself in. But before <laughs> we get into that, I'll um, tell you a bit about me and what it is that I do. So I'm a business coach and I work with women in services businesses to help them to grow their business. So some of my clients, you know, come to me, they either come to me and they're like wanting to take their business to that next level in terms of the growth that they're achieving their business, both either from a sales or a profit perspective, or they're already achieving amazing results and they're just massively burnt out and they don't know how to juggle their life and the business and I help them to, you know, get their life back in order and help them to get some balance back in their life so that they can, you know, achieve sales growth in their their business as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So what does a day in your life look like then? (laughs) Crazy day. (laughs) Like I said, you're going to have to strap yourself in here. Um, I know that you don't have kids yet, so this might turn you off, but um, (laughs) I'm just going to lay it all out there and be be totally honest with you. So my day usually starts at four o'clock because that's what time my nine month old baby wakes up. I can see you're already starting to sweat then. Um, (laughs) So when he gets up, you know, I sort of try and get a bit more of a nap in, but usually it doesn't happen. So that's maybe when I sneak a bit of, um, you know, TV in and try and get a bit of housework done. Then at 6am, my hubby and my toddler get up and, um, We all do breakfast together as a family, and then we head off on our family walk. Love that. Now, this is something, it's become a bit of an institution in my household, and um, all my clients get slammed with this because I think it's just the most, it's the best thing, you know, the the best piece of advice that I can give people is do a daily walk. And whenever people say to me, oh, but, you know, I've got kids or I've got a crazy dog, I'm like, I've got all of that. I have a baby. I have a toddler, I have a husband, and we have a crazy dog. But, um, you know, 
getting exercise is so important for, you know, not just you as an individual, but for you as a business owner, because it, it helps reduce your stress levels. It helps you improve your focus. So I say, get your whole family together and make it something that you guys do as a family. And people go, I don't like to get up early. And I'm like, I don't like to get up early either. (laughs) But you just do it. (laughs) So, you know, we've got the five of us that go. We've got the toddler on a scooter, babies in the pram. My husband's wrestling our crazy dog that's got major aggression issues. So it's just something that every day we do. It goes for an hour. It's probably only 40 minutes of actual exercise. But, um, you know, we get back in an hour. And um, that sort of sets the framework for our day. You know, it helps helps you start the day with a fresh mind. And, um, yeah, after we do our walk, we get home. And then it's, you know, mania, trying to get kids ready for childcare or swimming lessons or whatever's going on for the day. If it's a work day, so I only work three days a week because I've got the, the kids. So if it's a work day, I always start with meditation. And sometimes it yeah. might be... Like today it was 10.30 when I actually... Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Perks of working for yourself. Well, that's it. That's it. And this is why we do it, isn't it? It's all about, it's all about finding what works for you. But I think that that's, it's such an important way to start the working day. And then the next thing that I do is write a plan for the day. And again, here, like my tip to people would be, don't try and write this massive, massive list. Just write a couple of things down. I don't know if this is something that you struggle with. In your I business. really struggle with this, and I actually should. I should start doing it because my to-do list right now looks horrible. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> what I kind of do, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I don't not have the other stuff on the list. What I do is I've got a massive big list, and then I just put I put this section that's called high. Yeah, like high priority. And so up in the high priority, I go, okay, if there's only three things I do today, it's going to be a newsletter, prepare for my podcast with Steph or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and, um, you know, one other item like, you know, prepare my social content for the day. So just pick three things um, that you want to do in the day. And then, you know, you can still have everything else on the list, but just, you know, try and pick out some big things. So for me, that's sort of how I start my day. And then I crack on. During my day, I usually work with um, a client or a couple of clients in a one-on-one scenario. And in those situations, it's all about me helping them plan and to help them make their work days easier and get them on track to, you know, I guess make more money in their business. So I might help them with ideas for content for their social media, their blogs, for general strategies around how they can you know, make more money in their business or how, you know, this is the funny thing that I find about my job is sometimes a lot of it's actually about just how to help them in their day-to-day life, how to help them juggle kids or the business or trying to get exercise into their day. It's surprisingly easier said than done, a lot of those things. Oh, definitely. I can imagine, especially with your clients, because most of them would have kids, right? Yeah. And, you know, I work with a lot of mums. Um, But equally, you know, I probably work with about the same amount of people who don't have children. And the truth is, you know, whether you've got kids or not, like you've got a life to juggle. Yeah. And, um, you know, people have, you know, maybe health issues or, um, you know, they want to catch up with their friends. They want to have a life outside of their business. So that's sort of what I help people to try and juggle as well. 
Oh, for sure. So what is, what is business coaching then and how is it different from life coaching? Because I can see there is a little bit of crossover there, but what makes it specifically different? Yeah, look, this is a great question. And I think everyone's got a different opinion. <laughs> In my opinion, I think they're actually really different because to me, life coaching or, you know, coaching in general is about helping people to get incredible results in any area of their life. So to be honest, life coaching could be about business. It could be about helping you to develop strategies to overcome, you know, mind blocks and um, get through the mindset to achieve, you know, incredible results in any area of your life, including your business. So there is a lot of crossover. And, you know, to that point, I spend probably about 80% of my time with my clients working on their mindset on blocks on helping them balance their life and work. I can imagine that's such a huge part of it. Oh, definitely. And it's funny because when I first got started in coaching, I just thought, oh, I'm a, you know, I know all the business stuff inside out. This is, I'm going to nail it. Like I'll be great at business coaching. But the funny thing is, is that when I started coaching, I'm like, actually so much of it is all of that other stuff. It's life. It's, you know, mindset. And so that's why I think there actually is a massive crossover with life coaching. But to me, business coaching is about that extra 20%. So I say 80% is like, you know, work-life balance, mindset, everything. But the last 20% is the specifics about implementing the practical stuff in business. So for example, for me, that's, you know, writing a business plan, creating a budget, developing a marketing strategy. And to me, I think a business coach should have experience and all of that practical stuff and, you know, experience running their own business and using those skills that you need in a business around financials and around marketing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So how, how did you get to become a business coach then? Uh, what, what's your career path been so far? So I actually started as an accountant, which it's, it's so weird to say it now because it feels like such a, a far distant memory to me. I hated being an accountant. I'm not very good at it because I'm, I'm not great at the detail. Um, I love that's something you really need. <laughs> well, that, you know, I think some people just love doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But for me, like I love the strategy stuff and, um, you know, right from the start as an accountant, I realized that actually my strength is, is strategy. It's big picture. Yeah. And, um, so I moved on to become, you know, pretty quickly from being an accountant, I moved on to become an analyst, mm-hmm. which is a lot more interesting because it's, it's working with numbers, which I do love, but it's looking at it more from a, what are the insights sort of perspective. So after becoming an analyst, I was an analyst for maybe six years, I guess. And then I moved on to become a commercial manager. Yeah. And a commercial manager is basically a business coach for big business. That sounds like fun. And once I started doing that, I was like, wow, this is this is what I'm really passionate about because I'd have all of the different parts of the business. You know, we'd have finance, marketing, yeah. um, operations, and everyone would come to me and say, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And it was that role where I kind of pulled it all together and got to make a decision and, you know, look at it from a strategic perspective. That's when I really sort of started to go, this is what I love. This is what I was meant to do. I'm meant to be helping you know, across business and helping a business to move forward. I got pregnant in 2015 um, with my first son. And while I was on maternity leave, I got made redundant. (laughs) And do you know, the funny thing is, Steph, like a lot of people say, that's so sad. But one in four women in Australia 
get made redundant while they're on mat leave. Oh my goodness. That's such a high number as well. Like that's ridiculous. It's shocking, isn't it? And from my business, I knew none of the managers came back from mat leave. So I knew it was coming. But the funny thing is for me, it was such a blessing because when it came, I was thinking, well, how could I go back and work in my corporate role? Yeah. I've got this baby to look after. And, you know, even with childcare, you know, I can't work those kind of hours. And um, and for me, it meant that I sort of got to spend more time with my son. And also it sort of led me into this path of coaching. So, you know, while I was on, you know, I just got made redundant. I was enjoying my maternity leave with my little bubba. And my husband runs a recruitment firm. So I'm lingering around at home and, you know, I'm kind of hovering behind <laughs> And I kept saying, why don't you do this? We should do this. Let's do a budget. And, um, you know, we need to do some branding. And I think I was probably annoying him a bit. But um, (laughs) you know how it is. In the best way. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. You know, with good intentions. Yeah. And he said, you know, babe, you're really good at this. He said, people would pay you for this. And that's sort of when it began because I thought maybe I could do business coaching. So I mentioned it to a few people and within days I had my first few clients. In terms of the technical skills, like I said, it was sort of pretty much what I'd been doing anyway. So I had all of the technical skills, but the incredible journey for me has actually been learning how to apply all of that technical skills into the small business world. And, um, and I guess learning, you know, I'm used to working in big corporates where if there's a problem, you just throw thousands and thousands of dollars at it yeah and it fixes itself (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and what about like the mindset component because obviously that would have been something that you probably wouldn't have to deal with with the big corporates either yeah and I think you've hit the nail on the head there Steph because um that's been a big shift for me and I you know I look back funnily enough at my some of the advice that I gave in corporate world and I feel almost a bit embarrassed because I used to just be like, what do you mean we need to spend more money on marketing? And now (laughs) that I'm in a small business, I'm constantly saying to people, well, of course you've got to spend money on marketing. Like this is... (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not even going to add my two cents there because you already know what I'm going to (laughs) say. No, I'd love to hear your two cents. You've got to spend lots of money on marketing. You've got to spend money to make money. <laughs> and that's it. And the funny thing is, is that when I was in corporate world, I was always like, seriously, why are we spending so much money on marketing? But now I'm constantly saying I need to invest more in marketing. My clients need to invest more in marketing. And um, I really, really understand the value around, and you know, equally I still understand that conservative mindset around oh we don't have money we can't spend money but equally now I know well you have to invest you have to invest in exactly you know in getting great strategic advice around getting experts to help you to really grow your business so yeah that's that's exactly it it's an investment it's not an expense and I think so many business owners when they first start out or even a couple of years in they see it as an expense rather than something that's going to actually generate more revenue in the future so when you first when you first started out with business coaching I know you said you sort of got the word out there um how did you get that very first client um well I think it was literally like one or two days after my husband had said 
you know, you're really good at this. And I, I told a relative um, actually and said, oh, I'm thinking about doing business coaching or consulting or something. And then they were like, I know someone who could use you. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. So, um, so I actually, <laughs> I got my first client when I had no business name, no idea what I was doing really. And they just, and again, such a blessing because I don't know that I would have really taken the leap if I'd have had to, you know, chase, chase down my first client, yeah. but it literally just sort of happened. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Was it, was it quite scary at the start getting, telling people that you were thinking of starting this business and, um, putting yourself out there? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I probably wouldn't, I would say it's probably even wasn't just at the start. I, this is something that I've actually really struggled with myself, um, yeah. as a business owner. Uh, I've probably kept my business pretty low key really for the first couple of years. I've grown my business primarily through word of mouth. Um, I barely post on social media and I kept a pretty low public profile and, um, it's only really, you know, just recently that I sort of started to really build an online present presence because before that I, you know, I seem to be attracting clients just through this networking group that I started and through word of mouth. And so I never really put myself out there. Um, I totally understand why people are scared to put themselves out there because I still am myself and, you know, you put yourself out there and you're open to people, you know, you're open to being trolled. And what if people, what if someone who did like what I was doing before now, like they see my pictures or my content and then now they don't like me and then I'm going to lose that client. And yeah, I totally understand that spiral around the mindset around it. I think we all battle with that a bit. Like even, even the ones who don't look like they're afraid of putting themselves out there, like even the big names, I know like for sure, Amy Porterfield, she's talked about it a little bit and a few of the other big names out there, like they're also scared of it. Definitely. But you know, the thing is too, is that I don't, I actually don't think it goes away. And, um, you know, I've heard lots of big names talking about this and people that you go, no, you seem so confident, so visible. I don't believe that you get scared about it, but you know, maybe, maybe people get a bit more confident in some elements of it, but there's always still that fear. I don't think the fear ever goes away. It just, it just changes. Yes, that's exactly it. It doesn't go away. Or it, it's, it goes away for the smaller things, but the problems or the, the things that you're facing start keep increasing. You might be scared of talking to a room of 20 people now, but in two years' time, you'll still be scared of talking, except you'll be talking to a room of 200 people. Something like <laughs> <Exactly>. that. <laughs> so exactly. If, if, a client of you, if a client of yours came to you and said, Claire, I'm, I'm really scared of putting myself out there, how, how can I get over this? Or what are some tips for getting over this fear of putting myself out there? What would you tell them? So I've got a couple of things. The first thing that I would say is this is just totally normal because I think that People look at what everyone else is doing and they feel like I'm all alone. Everyone else is so confident and so amazing. And um, I'd just say just to your point, like recognize that this is totally normal and it's fantastic now that people in social media are starting to be a bit more vulnerable and be open to sharing that they actually get a bit, a bit scared about putting themselves out there. And um, 
I know for me when I first spoke about, you know, how I hated video and my fear of public speaking and people were like, what? You seem so confident. Yeah, that surprises me as well. (laughs) The funny thing is I'm like, are people making fun of, like, surely they must know how much I hate this. You know, I think that this is the point is that everyone struggles with it and it's normal to, it's normal to not want to put yourself out there. It's normal to feel scared. Um, so firstly, just acknowledge that, you know, you're not the only one going through it. There's a lot of other people and a lot of other really successful people to your point, like Amy Porterfield, like who would know? Um, so when you recognize that you're not alone in that, then that sort of helps you go, Hey, at least everyone else feels the same way. Secondly, I'd say just start somewhere. So for me, I started with blogging. Yep. Because I could hide my face, I could hide me, but you know, at least I'm at least I'm getting out there, I'm getting in front of people. And then, you know, I sort of started trying to put a few more photos out, you know, I started to put, you know, actually get a bit more visibility about who I am as a person. So start somewhere, start small, yeah, and just regularly start pushing yourself a little bit more. So, you know, once you sort of start getting a bit more confident, hey, I can blog and I'm feeling okay that, you know sure some people might make a few stupid comments but generally like it's going okay and then you sort of go to that next level okay I'm going to start posting on social media I'm going to start doing some lives I'm going to start doing some public speaking whatever it might be podcasting podcasting exactly here I am um (laughs) so start small and um grow from there the next thing is get regular so whatever it is that you do that starts to if it's really uncomfortable for you so for me um I hated Instagram stories and I just hated the thought of you know I didn't know if it was cool enough I didn't know what to post but what I did was I said okay I'm gonna post at least a couple of times a week and then once you get in the habit of it and you go this is just the new normal I'm gonna post Instagram stories all the time and once you get in the habit of it it just becomes your new normal. So once you get in the habit of doing a podcast for someone, <laughs> you then go, right, I'm going to line up my next five podcasts. Get on every single podcast out there. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just going to be like, this is my new normal. I yeah. now do podcasts. And just keep stretching yourself. And then when you reach that next level, make it regular and keep pushing yourself and then just keep, you know, and then you'll, that, that will become your new norm. And you go, hey, I can appear on a podcast. That's cool. And then you go, what am I going to do next? So get regular with it. And the other thing that I would say is hire a coach or an accountability buddy. So this is about, the thing is with business is a lot of times, you know, when you're in a corporate role, you've got a boss yeah, and your boss is saying to you, so Steph, how are you performing in Uh, these areas? And you have to sit down every six months or whatever and get a lecture and Steph, you need to do this next thing. When you're on your own in business, you don't have anyone doing that. And so it's so easy. Like I've said, like for the first couple of years of my business, I never had to do anything. I didn't put myself out there and I had no one holding me accountable to it. So that's the thing about getting a coach or an accountability buddy, someone on the outside who goes, hey, you know, you want to take your business to the next level. How are you going to do it? What are you doing? You know, and, yeah. and really challenging you to keep on track. Yeah. And so obviously now um, your your business coaching business is under your name, Claire Wood, and you've started building a personal brand around that now that you've started putting yourself out there more over the last what year, two years or so. So what have been some of the benefits that you've seen for, that have come from building your personal brand? 
so, you know, without blowing my own horn here. <sighs> blow No, blow your own horn all you want, seriously. Blow my own. Okay, Do I'm going to own it. This is, we're all about celebrating here. <laughs> you know, I've become known as a bit of an expert in my field and um, building a brand to me is so important because you become your brand. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, I, you know, when people go, oh, what do you think about Claire? And people go, oh, she's really good at what she does. And so building a, a brand to me is really important as because it's about who you are and what you represent. Yeah. So people connect with stories and people connect with people. And when you uncover what that message is and you share it with the world, you'll gain trust and you'll gain followers, which of course then will convert to paying customers. So yeah, that's the real benefit of building a personal brand ultimately is, um, is ultimately growing your business. Yeah. So how, how have you developed your personal brand? Was it something that you really intentionally set out to do or is it something that just happened along the way as you were growing your business? Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it wasn't intentional at all. Yeah. Um, like I said, I sort of launched, I didn't even have a business name. I didn't have branding. I didn't have a website. And even when I did pick a business name, I actually hated it and ended up changing it. Oh, what was it? It was called CTD Solutions, which is like connecting the dots oh. was the original idea. I still, you know, it's not that bad, but um, it's just not something that, you know, really resonated with me personally. Sure, yeah. And um, I, tr- you know, I, I, I sp- had a really hard time picking a new business name and I ended up just going with my own name. But, you know, for people who are listening and trying to come up with a, a personal brand, for me personally, it's taken time to figure exactly out, you know, who I am and what my look and feel is online. Yeah. So it's taken me time, but now I've got a really, really clear position of who I am, what I stand for. And I think that my branding reflects that. And so what are some of the tips that you would give to someone, say a client of yours, who's wanting to start building their personal brand? Where would you suggest that they start? How would you, how would you suggest they go about it? Well, what I would say is just start somewhere. I've seen a lot in the groups that sometimes people post and they go, I don't want to call myself. And what colors I should use and what do you think about this logo and this logo? Um, and I just say, just start. Yeah. Just start somewhere. You, your name is unimportant. Your branding will develop over time. So just get started in your business and don't use the fact that you haven't got an established brand strategy as an excuse for not creating and starting your business. Um, if you sell products, just start selling them. If you sell yourself, just start, you know, start working with different clients and it will come over time. I think personally for me, I don't think there's anything worse than people who aren't really sure about their business and they keep changing their business name, what they do, their branding constantly. And, you know, we've seen people like that over the years, (laughs) I'm sure, you know, everyone, everyone gets a chance to rebrand. Everyone gets a chance to, you know, change the direction that they want to do in their business. But if there's someone that you're starting to connect with and they fundamentally change who they are, what they're representing again and again and again and again, it just confuses you as a consumer. Yeah. And it kind of takes you back to square one. Like you've, you would have started connecting with the brand and then it changes and then you have to start building connection with them again because it's it's resetting. It's resetting that connection you've already built with them. One of the other things that you really excel in is the practical side of business, no doubt from your corporate days. If, um, if someone is launching a business, what do you suggest that they do before they even think about spending a cent on branding or anything like that? 
Look, the first thing I would say is work out how much money you have and how much (laughs) money you're willing to invest in your business. Yeah. Because even the cheapest businesses, and I've seen these people go, oh, it's not going to cost me anything. And then they get started and they go, oh, I have to pay for a logo. Oh, I have to pay for a website. Oh, I have to pay to register my business name. So a business costs money. Even the cheapest businesses require investment. So work out how much money you have and how much you're willing to invest. Second, I'd work out how you're going to do it in terms of time. Right. So again, you know, people go, oh, I'll just start on the side. So I say map out your time and go, okay, I work from eight, you know, I'm at work from eight to six. How many hours am I really going to do on this business if it's a side hustle? And if it's a side hustle, how are you going to make it work? Yeah. The next thing I'd say is get a plan. So of course your business plan is going to change over time, but at least when you first sit down before you even start your business, at least initially work out what it is that you want to do. And how are you going to get there? Yeah. So if you're not sure about how to write a business plan, if you jump on my website, which I'll share with you later, you can actually download a business plan template. And this is an awesome way to get started on your business planning, regardless of what stage you're at in your business. Yeah. Really good template. I've downloaded it myself and I actually really enjoyed it. So thanks very much for that, Claire. Are there any considerations that you think someone should um, take into account when they're writing their business plan or when they're filling out the business plan template? Yeah, definitely. I think um, when you're doing your planning for your business, try and think about your end goal. So Mm. a lot of business owners get started and they think small. And this is where I really challenge people in my one-on-one coaching sessions. I say, but what is it that you want to achieve for the business? What's your passion? And you know, it kind of has to be bigger than I want to make a lot of money. It needs to be, you know, I want to serve people or I love, you know, I love helping people to grow their businesses. So whatever it might be, make sure you capture that end goal and then build your business plan around that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so what are some common mistakes then that you see? Because I'm sure you see a lot of them in your line of work. What are some common mistakes that you see people making when it comes to building a business? (laughs) <laughs> the first one, oh. which I've been super, super guilty of myself, is not producing enough content. So yeah. uh, the biggest thing that I see people doing, people hide away from their brand. And, you know, we spoke about this before, like hiding yeah. away, not putting content out there. But I would just say to people, you have to be a content machine. And it doesn't matter if you're in a services business or a product business. People don't know about your product or service if they don't hear from you. So you need to be blogging. You need to be doing videos. You need to be posting on social media. And sometimes, you know, you're like, what am I doing all this work for? No one's it. People are watching. Even if people aren't liking, I know one of my very first clients, I'd been blogging and I'd never heard anything. I'd never had a like. I'd never had anything. And um, I said to her something about what made you choose me as a coach? And she said, oh, I read, I read this blog that you wrote and I really connected with it. Oh, wow. And I've probably only written three blogs and I'd had zero engagement, but she'd been watching quietly. And this is the thing that I think is that people, you know, a, a big mistake that I see is that people aren't putting enough content mm-hmm. out there. So I'd say that's number one. Yeah. And the second one, which is kind of connected, is being shy, which, again, I'm really guilty of. So uh, hiding, I think we all hiding, are, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, why, why else did we start online away. businesses, right? <laughs> That's it. And, you know, you hide away um, and then you wonder why, you know, your product or your service isn't yeah. selling. Now, people need to have seven touch points before they purchase. Again, it's one of those things you know in theory, but putting it into practicality, it's like you have to be out there. You have to be in people's faces. And it can't just be like, I wrote a blog post, so why aren't people purchasing from me? You know, you need to post the same thing on social. You need to tell the story in a different way. You need to do a video. Um, So don't hide away. You know, really be loud and proud and sharing this, you know, the amazing content that you're writing above with the world. Yeah, definitely. The third mistake I would say is not investing in business. So, you know, if you think small, you'll get small results. But the more that you're willing to invest in marketing, in support, in coaching, in hiring a great social media manager, um, (laughs) the much much faster that you'll get results. So when you invest in your business, you'll see the results. And you can't do everything. This is the other thing. People think – Oh, I don't, I don't need to hire a, you know, a blogger or whatever it might be. I can do yeah. everything myself, but you have to invest in your business if you want to grow and you want to grow quickly. Yeah. There's a, there's a quote that I really like, and it's um, something along the lines of you can do, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm. And I think, I think that really applies there because if you're spending all this time doing things that you're not particularly good at or that you hate doing, like say maybe you don't enjoy writing blogs you could outsource that, get that off your plate, and you can spend that time doing other things that you're better suited towards. So what what would you say that your top five tips for success in business are then? So number one would be patience. I'd mm. say successful businesses aren't built overnight. And this is really, really hard for our generation because we're <laughs> so, you know, we've been given this world where we just get instant gratification. But The reality is, you know, if you read about the big entrepreneurs of our days, if you read about um, Jane Alice who built Boost Juice, if you read about Richard Branson, um, none of them, it wasn't like they started a business and six months later were millionaires. No, exactly. This, you know, business takes time. Um, So my number one top tip would be patience. Number two would be resilience because as a business owner, you'll go through the worst times of your life. I guarantee you of this. You'll have online bullies. You'll probably be nearly broke at some stage. Probably more than one stage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At some stages. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So resilience is about learning to hang in there for the long haul. And the people as a coach that I see that do really well over time, they don't, it's not that they don't go through shit periods. They absolutely do. But what they do is they hang in there. And when the tough times come, they go, okay, I'm going through a tough time. And they just keep on posting. They keep on producing content. They keep on trying new things. They keep on investing when other people would be like, how can you be throwing more money at it? But these are the people that I then see that businesses go on and grow. And I'm not surprised because they're just resilient. They're just like, they won't take no for an answer. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, the third tip I would have is hire a business coach and hire other experts along the way to help you. You know, people go, I can't afford to pay a business coach. But do you know what? You can't really afford to not hire yeah. experts yeah. because you'll just waste so much time. And, you know, someone else has gone out there and made all the mistakes and learned all the lessons. So 
When you hire someone who is an expert, then they can help you through that process. Number four is back yourself because I'm speaking a lot about this in my socials at the moment, but positive mindset is everything. And this kind of connects back to point two about resilience is that, you know, everyone has those moments of doubt, but once you back yourself, when you go, I know I'm going to be successful, I know it, it's just not there yet. And so having that positive mindset is everything. And um, the last tip would be shout your messages out. Sometimes when I've got something coming up, I get really embarrassed when, you know, I'm promoting things. So I think, oh, gosh, I'm spamming people. They must hate me. Um, You know, I'll have an upcoming event and I'm like, I feel like I'm just spamming the world. And then afterwards I have people come up to me and go, oh, I had no idea that that was happening. Like followers of mine and they're like, oh, I missed that email or I missed it. And you, it's, and you go, this is the whole point about today's day and age. You People, there's so much information people get every day. You need to hit people up again and again and again with the same message across multiple platforms. So this is the same for product-based businesses and service-based businesses. Don't be embarrassed. Get out there, shout your message out. It's better for someone to know about it and hear about it several times than for them to totally miss it. Yeah, and because especially with decreased reach these days, you might post something on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, send out an email message and write a blog post about it, but not everyone's seeing all five of those messages. They might only see one or two anyway. Exactly. And sometimes they might not see any. Yeah. (laughs) And if they they are seeing all five, then they're probably probably a big fan of yours, in which case they won't care. That's exactly it. Awesome. Thanks so much for those tips, Claire. So you've been in business now a couple of years and I'd love to just reflect back on those years that you've had so far. Uh, My first question that I always ask everyone is what advice would you give to your pre-business self? Oh, I love this question and I've heard you ask it before. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So firstly, I wish that I had started years ago. Because I always knew I was an entrepreneur, yeah. always. But, and it's one of those things I think that entrepreneurs are born. And, um, yeah, I always knew that this is what I wanted to do, but I just never know what to do or how to do it. And funnily enough, I started it when I was in my mid-30s when I was had a young baby. And yeah. I just wish that I'd done it in my 20s when I had no kids, no mortgage, no pressure. It just would have been um, a lot easier. Um, but you know, in saying that, like if I could go back to me, even just a few years ago, there's so much that I wish that I could tell myself back then. The first one would be play the long-term game. Yeah. So for me, initially I was chasing clients and I was just spending most of my working time with clients. But what that meant was that I was producing, I wasn't producing content, I wasn't being visible. And as much as I was working with high value clients, I was really limited in the long term gain. And um, for me now, I'm sort of starting from, you know, almost a zero base because I spent all my time with clients and none, you know, producing that outward facing content. So um, again, I see this a lot in product based businesses too, is that people are selling, 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 selling. And you're like, what about your brand? Like you've, you know, you're spending all your time packing products and none of your time Mm. being strategic. So, 
probably the first thing I'd say is play the long-term game. And the number two thing, um, you know, and again, I've said it again and again and again, but invest. So hire the best people, back yourself, and you'll get to your results much faster. For sure, definitely. And the other question I love to ask everyone is, what has been your biggest whoops moment so far? Oh, when, you know, this is hilarious. I've got so many whoopses. (laughs) (laughs) But look, you know, mistakes are part of business. And if you're not making mistakes, if, if anyone out there is a business owner is like, I've made no mistakes. Well, I say you're not moving fast enough or you're lying or you're just not telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Making mistakes is all part of the game. Like if you're making mistakes, you're moving forward. And, um, yeah, I think that it's all just part of the journey. Probably my biggest uh, hindsight whoops thing, like I said, it's just been hiding myself and my brand. Yeah. You know, I've been out there, I've been literally coaching businesses and helping them grow themselves. I'm like, get out there, do a podcast and, um, you know, put yourself out on social media, do videos. And I'm, I was not doing the same myself. So I just wish that I'd backed myself from the start. And that's a big thing that I'd say to people, learn from my lesson. Don't be shy. Just put yourself out there and, um, yeah, Billy yeah. owner. Oh, Definitely. And my last question for you is what has been your biggest growth moment? So a big game changer for me has been confidence. This probably happened at the start. I think that nailing your first paying client as in a services-based business or in a product-based business, getting that first sale is the hardest sale that you'll ever get. Oh, definitely. And once you've done it, once you've done it a few times, um, you know, for me, as soon as I'd I'd had a few high price paying clients, I remember like I used to take calls and I had this air of confidence about me. And it was just funny that I attracted more and more. So, you know, when you're in a scarcity mindset and you're like, I have no money, I'm so desperate for this client or I'm so desperate for this product sale. Yeah. But then when you get to that point where you're like, I don't even really care. Um, (laughs) that's when they start coming to you (laughs) the irony isn't it ironic and I remember just you know back from my dating days it was a bit the same (laughs) when you're out there going I don't really care there's plenty of other people out there and um you know when you reach that point with your clients with your customers it's ironic that when you stop caring so much that actually that having that abundance mindset actually just attracts more and more that is so So, true yeah, I love I love the dating analogy as well. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's it's so true. It's funny though, you know that like um one of the things my husband said to me when he first met me, he goes, I love you you're playing hard to get. And I'm like, I wasn't playing hard to get, I just genuinely wasn't interested in oh. you. And <laughs> and um, you know, it's it sounds funny, but you know, to even say that about you know, clients, it's like, you know, when clients coming to you and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm really busy. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, people are like, wow, this woman's amazing. She's so busy. She doesn't even care. And, um, I think that that confidence that, you know, that comes when you reach that point, it just attracts more and more clients to you. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks very much for coming on here, Claire. And I'd love if you could um, tell my listeners a little bit about your online course modules that you've just released, as well as where they can find out more about you and potentially working with you. 
Yeah, awesome. So I'm so, so excited. I've recently launched um, my online course yay. and the way that I've structured it is that, <laughs> yay, yeah. uh, I, I have so much amazing content that I share with my one-on-one clients. But, you know, a big learning for me is that I'm, you know, there's only so many people that you can work with one-on-one. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to share you know, share my coaching with a lot more people. So the way that I thought to go about doing it was to launch an online course. So I've launched my first online course module a couple of months ago and um, I've launched three so far. So the first one is about, it's called Business Basics and it's about how to create a business plan. So that template that you can get on my website, basically I go through and show you exactly how to populate it. I go through how to identify your ideal client. And again, I've got a really great framework for doing it, but I talk you through it in a lot more detail. And then also how to develop a marketing strategy. Then the next module is about now your numbers. So how to go about creating a budget for your business and how to run reports to know your financial results. So important. It's so important. And do you know the funny thing is I've worked with clients that have been in business for like 13 years and you say to them, oh, what's your profit number? And they go, oh, Oh, no, (sighs) I think it's here. And um, that's what this module is all about is it's about, you know, because numbers are a funny, like, you know, financial reports are a funny thing. And if you're not familiar with them, then it's a bit scary. So I just break it down. And, you know, some of the feedback I've got here is, oh, you make it sound really easy. And I'm like, well, it's easy when you know how. So I help you set up a budget. And then show you how to run reports so that you can track your results against your budget. The third module is about mindset and manifestation. And, you know, we've spoken about this a lot tonight, Steph, is about, you know, confidence and about believing in yourself and about positive self-belief and having a positive mindset. And also about manifestation. Like when you start to go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to launch an online course, I'm going to sell 5,000 widgets, I'm going to sell 5 million widgets, whatever it might be. When you have that belief and you believe in yourself, you can create amazing things in your business. So this module is all about giving you the tools and techniques to actually go about manifesting whatever it is that you want in your business and your life. That sounds amazing. That's awesome, Claire. So, oh, and so the last question you said, how can you find me? Yeah. So um, if you want to look me up on Instagram and Facebook, please do. Um, I'm Claire Wood Coach. And um, if you want to look me up on my website, it's clairewood.com.au. And I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes so you'll be able to find Claire very easily. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, Claire. I'm pretty sure that my listeners will have got a lot of value out of today's episode. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Steph. It's been amazing and um, really appreciate the opportunity to connect with you and your followers.